0: It was 1958 when our dad took Kay and me to a historical village the city of Denver had built, a replica of a gold-rush town that had mushroomed on the Platte River 100 years before. Denver, the state capital, was celebrating its first discovery of gold and the early influx of American prospectors and settlers into the then-territory. Colorado's past. A new population, a new way of life beginning then. I remember the somewhat nondescript cabins, and, probably, because of my interest in calf roping, asking my dad a few questions about rope making. The historical set, a main street, was lifeless, but not foreign, easy to compare to the log cabins and lodges we knew in our mountains. The fabricated street was similar to those of the old, small mountain towns we drove through on the way to the family cabin near Grand Lake. In a sweeping valley near Granby, there was Fraser, with its seven residents, a town that intrigued us as the coldest spot in the nation, evoking a strange kind of pride in the rough mountain life. Among its four or five wooden buildings was an identifiable post office, a dark storefront. A slight smell of horse manure gave witness to the fact that lives went on, though the place reeked of both the manure and the neglect. The familiar architecture we saw in Denver's downtown setting gave me no more than a child's vague grasp of what the replica of the gold-rush days, and perhaps the West, were supposed to mean. My real sense of those miners' lives came from Dad showing us children the remains of their cabins in the high-altitude forest as we foraged for wild strawberries and, in rare years, blueberries. Gaskill Gold Mine, a few hours' hike above our log cabin, made history real, especially when finding remnants of rusted mattress springs and just outside our cabin's front door, old tins from the saloon in a hollow that had been used as a dump. History became more complex later, when, as a 25-year-old, I read the story of Geronimo, written by a man who had been in the Washington, D.C. administration at the time of the government's attacks on and capture of the resistant Apache leader. Wanting to tell the truth, one of the first to do so, the man not only was straightforward in his indictment of the government, but used honest language that allowed his human concern to come through, making the injustices toward the Indian people real and shocking. That summer, I had already been living in Quebec, where over 300 years of European history was the norm. Vacationing at my parents' house in Denver while reading this man's witness, it struck me how young American history was in my homeland. Less than 150 years, starting with the subjugation of the area's Indian peoples, Navajo, Apache, Ute, Pueblo. The miners' strike and the Ku Klux Klan agitation had a larger context now, part of the previously unsettled Mobile American Society getting its footing in the West. Freedom demands space, place, and land, as all Americans know, as well the Native nations whose range of freedom for hunting and ceremony were wrought from them know, as does the government that tried to subdue them. Transient strains of a developing society, as well as nomadic traditions, make up our history. The gold rush is a reminder that the American West has long had a highly mobile population. While the Pueblo are village people, the Navajo, Ute, and Apache of the region were nomadic, or semi-nomadic, before the Indian Wars and the reservations that followed. Like the Apache from the Plains, the Comanche raided and traded with the Pueblos. The Spanish explored and raided before founding Santa Fe in 1610. Although destructive to the native communities, major Spanish incursions were initially short-lived due to the absence of gold and the resistance of the Pueblo people in the revolt of 1680. Scattered Spanish families were left to fend for themselves without the protection of the crown, founding their own farms, and joining both in marriage and in battle, at times allies, at times enemies, with the native population. General Diego de Vargas's reconquest for Spain in 1692 brought both upheaval and eventual reconciliation between the Spanish.